Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. special self-quarantine edition of the Rutgers rant. I am not physically joined by Keith Sargent and James Cratch. We have separated each other by one county distance in all directions to make sure that we do not contact each other. Can you describe where you're sitting, Sarge? Is there, Cratch, what, what, kind, what kind of situation are we at here? Just so I know that you are also taking precautions to make sure you don't, you know, go near anybody. I'm I'm home. I'm working on it. Yeah, at the back table. I do have my kids home. Um, and yeah. I just want to say that in general, uh, you know, non-coronavirus uh, like uh, times, I still want to be as far away from Steve Politi as possible. Yeah. That's nice. I press. I said yeah for that, didn't I? That's good. <laughs> That's good. And Cratch, you're 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 in your apartment. What is it? You know, my apartment in New Brunswick. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, if I look out my window, I can see SHI Stadium. Oh, okay. Uh, nothing going on there. And, Anybody uh, there? Yeah. Yeah, no one there. Um, you know, relative. I look this way. Like, I I live on a pretty busy. My apartment building is on a pretty busy street in uh in New Brunswick, Piscataway area. And yesterday, I went to pull out of it, and I was able to turn right and left with not a single car in either direction coming at me. Oh boy, which is something I haven't experienced in basically close to two years here. Wow, wow. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that Greg Shannon has not solved the uh, coronavirus yet. I thought that would be something that he would be able to take care of while we were gone. Um, it actually, like that was like a really kind of underreported like rider in the in the contract was like a a pandemic like research clause. That, you know. It adds two adds two years to his contract in events exactly. of a world pandemic. Yes. Oh, guys, you got to laugh because if you don't laugh, you could cry. And I, I, I am assuming that there have been some tears shed in the Rutgers fan base over the last uh, 72 hours. And guys, I was thinking about it this way. And this, this, is, this is what struck me over the weekend. You, the Rutgers fans went from they're anticipating that they're going to see something that they hadn't seen for 30 years then being told, well, it's going to happen, but you can't physically attend the game. Then being told, no, 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 it's canceled entirely. It's over. That's it. Sorry. And then being told, go into your house, close the door, and don't come out for two months. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of insane. I mean, before, before anyone could grieve about losing this thing, and I, I think that's a real acceptable emotion for people who are that dedicated to this team 
to to feel that way, you know, to grieve a little bit about losing this excite, excitement. I know it's not. I understand it's not the biggest thing going on, and there's far bigger re- concerns in the country. But I mean, gosh, guys, I, and, and Sarge, you were there. I mean, with me, it's just it's just it's just a crushing blow for 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 everybody involved. Yeah, and I talked to a lot of Rutgers fans over the weekend. You know, while you know, even while I was in Indianapolis, and I'll say this, and this kind of speaks to just being a sports fan in general. I don't think you need to apologize for being a sports fan for having that escape and 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 you know having that you know ability to actually root on a team and you know I don't think you need to apologize uh, for for this hurting. And of course. Yeah. There are bigger things that, you know, in this world and, and everyone wants to stay safe, safe. And, and, you know, of course, of course, that doesn't mean that something that you, you've been rooting for, something that you've been following for, for all this time that, you know, is not, uh, you know, supposed to affect you. It does. It, affect, it you know, affects, you know, a lot of people and a lot of people are, are hurting, you know, in, 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 in terms of just being a sports fan, being a Rutgers fan in general. Right, right. And it's just, and, you know, Cratchit, just to, just to give you a sense of like what it was like out there. I mean, you know, it, it probably is one of the more surreal experiences that, that I've, that I've had in sports mm-hmm. that day on Thursday. I mean, it was, you know, we get to the, we get to the arena thinking the Big Ten quarterfinal or whatever second round is going to be played. And, you know, the, the gym's empty. Everyone just has this, this weird feeling about it. And then these kids come out for, for, layup lines and they're slathering their hands with with hand sanitizer at the bench and i'm just thinking to myself this i mean this is just this is just too surreal to to possibly you know this can't happen and then sure enough you know as soon as they get out there the, the, the trainer says back to the locker room everyone back to the locker room and just like that the season's over i mean that's how the ruckers the season's gonna end i mean i don't know it, it, what was it like back here? So I crash. Take me through. What what were you seeing from 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 the home the home front? So I, I I covered the Big Ten wrestling tournament on that weekend. Right, right. And obviously, you guys. So there, it was like everyone was there, but and you were kind of mindful of it. So I walked out of the rack on Sunday night, thinking if they have this thing in two weeks, national wrestling tournament, there's going to be no fans there, right. like. And I, but then for me, I was on Twitter. I think it was Tuesday. I want to say it was the night before. Scrolling through Twitter, and I see like uh, Royce Young from ESPN was like, uh, "Something's going on here at this Utah Jazz Oklahoma City Thunder game." Like yeah. everybody is, uh, you know, the, the players have been told to freeze. The referees talking to the trainer. And the minute we kind of found out that that game was suspended and that Rudy Gobert had coronavirus, I was like, this is over. Yeah. Like, it's all getting canceled. It's done. Once the NBA suspended the season, and I just think, to me, and I think you wrote this, like, it, it's insane that they even allowed Rutgers and Michigan to show up on that morning. Right. Like, the. It, in the, I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, the Big East canceling a game at halftime. Like, Val Ackerman should, should maybe be fired for that. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just – that's my – it just felt like – it was one of these situations where it felt like the conferences wanted the NCAA to shut everything down. And the NCAA wanted every conference to shut things down to get to the point where they could just say, okay, well, it's all over. And it just felt like there was a, a sense of denial – whether it be, you know, the, the conferences or the NCAA or, or even fans, media members of like, 
well, there's still, like, even though every data point said, this can't happen. Right. The people were like, oh, we're still going to find a way. Like, oh, you know what? We're just going to have the tournament in one week in July, and we're going to have it, like, you know, in a gym in, in Peoria, Illinois, and we're just not going to let anybody in. Like, something like that. Like, it just seemed like there was this kind of denial that yeah. this is, uh, you know, this is a historic, you know, once a you know, once a century kind of event, and unfortunately, it kind of avalanched at the worst possible time if you're a college basketball fan, if you're a Rutgers fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And even after that, I mean, the fact that the NGSIA had this long, drawn out process to not play oh, high school God. basketball. Don't even games, get me started. Where everybody God. was already a champion anyway. Oof. Um. It's just right, but I think now it's finally settling in. Like this is this is very serious, and it's going to be a long, long haul until we get back to normal. Trying to find a way to make sure Manasquan gets its sectional crown. I mean, come on, people, just get a grip. Um, and what strikes me though, and this, and this, uh, you know, as we think about this team, Sarge, it's like, you know, it feels a little bit to me like. You know, the 1980 Olympians, is that, is, I don't know if that's too much of a parallel. You know, people who will, you know, it'll be defined by not being able to take it to the, take it to the final step. And I hope, I hope that when we think back to what this team accomplished, it'll be looked at fondly and it won't be looked at as a missed opportunity. Uh, because that would be really a shame. You know, it's still, this is 18 1 at home. This is a team that 11 and 9 in the Big Ten you know, exceeded expectations in every way, brought this community and fan base together, you know, uh, won in an electrifying fashion, you know, overtime victories on the road. It, everything it, it was asked to do, it did. Uh, it excited people. It, you know, I, I just hope that we're not, we're not thinking about it, you know, in a couple of years as, oh, the team that, the team that was denied an opportunity. You know what I'm saying, Sarge? Yeah, and, you know, think about it. Last couple of years, how many times have you written that 29-year uh, NCAA yeah. tournament drought? And, you know, I don't know if we'll, we'll regurgitate it. I mean, it is a fact. I mean, next year will be 30 years. But, you know, it deserves an asterisk, right? Because, I mean, they were going to be in. I, 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 there was 107 uh, different uh, brackets. They were all unanimous saying that that, that Rutgers was going to be in. Uh, Steve Peichel said uh, um, that they were going to be in. And, and Pat Hobbs said that uh, he felt that they were 1,000% in. They were going to be in. So, yeah. you know, but still, you're, you're, you're contrasting it with, with, with that fact, that 30-year drought. And, you know, and, and from that standpoint, you know, it, 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 it it stinks, you know. It, 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 this team, by all accounts, should be playing, getting ready right now. It's, it's Monday as we tape this. You know, we should be talking about you know Rutgers facing you know, Arizona State or, or Colorado or whoever else, or whoever they're going to put them against, and and talking about if they win this game, you know, could they beat Duke or wh whoever their uh, you know round of thirty two opponent would have been. I mean, it, that's exactly what Rutgers fans should be. You know, that's what they were waiting for all all, all year long for this moment. Um, you know, from that standpoint, you know, again, it just, it just stinks. And the hardest part, uh, Crash, and I, you know, is that I think a lot of people believe that this team is going to be, you know, all right, this is just the first step, the stepping stone back. You know, there are no guarantees about that. I get, I guess I go back to that. You know, some, sometimes a team just finds the, you know, finds that magic and gets together and, and, and does things, you know, and, and the next year it's gone. Uh, what's your best guess? Do you think in, in a year from now we are going to be sitting here uh, regretting this missed opportunity, or are we going to be in the same position, uh, even with even a better uh, version of the basketball team? I, I think 
I think this team is young enough that there can be optimism that it's going to be better. But you're right. I mean, especially in college basketball, you know, how many times does a team, you know, win a national title and then not go to the tournament the next yeah. year? It happens a lot. I mean, it's just you have these a lot, especially if you're a program like Rutgers is a developmental program where you're kind of on like a four to five year, you know, rotation. And, you know, the, the great fear is, okay, this was like the, the peak and now it's going to kind of slide down. I don't think it is because, you know, while we'll see what happens with eligibility, you know, you, you're losing your bow, you're losing Carter, Gaccio, Ron Harper, Miles Johnson, they're all a year older. I mean, but at the same time, too, there's a lot of pressure on this coming season, this 2021 season, because this is Gio's last year. Right. You know. He's he's kind of the, the the focal point of the program and kind of been the guy who's kind of lifted this thing out with Eichel. It's his last year. It's go time for him, you know. And he also, you know, Miles Johnson's going to be a junior. Ron Harper's going to be a junior. You know, you don't know what their futures could hold after this that coming season. So I think there's plenty of reason to expect this team to be better next year and to be a tournament team again. But if you miss this kind of if this crack at at the plate. You don't know what's going to happen after that. Your bow is not a small loss by any means. Shaq Carter's not a small loss. They don't have a guy who can replace him currently on the roster. Uh, Sarge, what do you think? Take the same question. Is this, is this, yeah. is this going to be? Here's why I would argue with uh, my friend James here. Uh, every single year that Steve Peichel you know, has been running this program, they've taken gradual steps up. And, um, you know, think about it. You know, what he inherited with Eddie Jordan – um, you know, year one, they won 15 games, you know, three wins in the conference. Uh, the second year, uh, they, they ended up uh, going to the, uh, you know, the, the Big East uh, quarterfinals, um, you know, had, you know, had some moments late. You know, last year they won seven uh, conference games. And then this year, you know, they, they, they have a winning record in conference, 11 and nine and 20 wins overall, and obviously would have uh, been in, in, in the NCAA tournament. So every one of these years, they've actually gone up, which is kind of rare. Um, you know, he hasn't had that, that, that step back. You're right from just, you know, in general that happens, but considering he had, you know, has so much back, I think he had seven of his top eight scorers back, um, has a pretty good recruiting class coming in. Um, I, I don't see any reason why, I mean, just based on, on evidence of, of how Steve Heichel has run this program so far and based on the talent coming back, I don't, you know, now injuries could always happen, I guess, but I don't see really any 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 uh, evidence that, that they're going to take a step back. All right, let's uh, let's dive into true and false. I have a few few in here. Um, you know the you know the drill. How this works, uh, enter, and we'll, we'll we'll discuss them at the end. <clears throat> All right, true and false. Rutgers should hang a banner for this team. Cratch, true or false? False. Sarge. False. I, I, you know, you're you're going to do it for women's basketball too. Is it, you know, it's just probably not they, realistic. They didn't, the, yeah, they didn't make the tournament. It's just yeah, I can't, can't do it. All right. I mean, it, it's not like this team won a, a conference regular season title, yeah. or you know, it's just stuff. All right. True or false? All non seniors will return to this team next year. True or false? Scratch. I'll say false. Okay. False. I assume there'll be some transfers down the bench. Yeah, there's always yeah, transfers. Yeah. All right. True or false? Rutgers will add Cliff Omaruri in recruiting. Cratch. False. Sarge. I'll say true. Okay. Well, okay, go. All right. <clears throat> true or false? C. Vivian Stringer will be back on the bench for Rutgers women's basketball next year. Cratch. True or false? True. Sarge? 
True. All right. True or false? All basketball players should get a waiver for next season. Cratch, uh, true or false? False. Sarge? Who? I say true. Why not? I mean, this is unprecedented. You know, why not? Right. It is sort of, it is a big deal. Uh, true or false? This is going to have a bigger impact on football than we know now. Cratch, true or false? I will say true. Sarge? True. And finally, before this is over, true or false, uh, I'm going to kill both my children. <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. That's a little, that's a little joke. That's, just, that's not nice at all. I will say it is, it is, it is funny. The, the, the joke about having them, everyone in the house for a great family time is, uh, is one of those things that's, that's you know, there is, there is an amount of time that you want to have around your family. And then there's some time what you really, you all should be alone in separate rooms. So I don't know how you're doing with it, Sarge. <laughs> Well, do we get a chance to, to, to say true or false? Mine was going to be an emphatic true on that one. <laughs> Based on a text message from this week or so. Um, but no, no one wants to say it. But yeah, I mean, by, by like, uh, you know, Sunday morning by 10 a.m., I, I, you know, it was kind of, I, I was right there with you. Well, then Cuomo, I saw this one press conference. We'll get back to that. We'll address all this in a minute. But it was one press conference where Cuomo's like, hey, this is going to last into the fall. And that was the moment when I when I really, you know, I say, honey, I'm going out for a beach ball. What do you need for a beach ball? I'll be <laughs> but back. That's a good segue to talking about football, too, because, you know, already yes. we're talking about spring football, right? Um, you know, more than likely canceled. I know there's an announcement, I think, till April 4th, all, all, all activities are, 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 are ceased. And who's kidding who? There, there will not be students back on campus um, the rest of this uh, spring semester. Um, I would imagine spring football um, is going to be uh, is going to be wiped out. Um and then, you know, we're talking July, you know, is when, when training camps, you know, late July, early August is when they would uh, want to be back. Uh, forget about recruiting and recruiting, you know, that, that's going to be uh, ceased for the time being. So, you know, any, any thought about, about, you know, this have, not having an effect on football? I mean, it's obviously going to. It's just a matter of, you know, how big of an effect will, will are we talking about, you know, training camps in August? Are we talking about a delay this season? Oh, and, and there's a bigger picture too, Crash. It's not just the, the logistical part of football. I mean, it does take some of the, you know, the excitement, the momentum. The, I mean, obviously, people aren't talking about this stuff for good reason. Uh, does it uh, does it put rain on the Shiano train a little bit? You think? I think so. I mean, I, I think, but I also think that you know, one thing, and and I've been kind of working on this like. They can't recruit on campus or off campus, but they can still call, text, you know, DM, all of that. Um, I think what this is really going to, what I'm intrigued to see is how do these schools um, kind of take advantage of? Because the one thing is this, you know, baseball shut down for now. Basketball, you know, NBA, NHL, college hoops, college sports. Okay, college football is fortunate that it's still like, yes, they can't do spring practice, but other than that. It's kind of the same situation. I think we're kind of seeing that with the NFL forging forward with free agency. How does Rutgers kind of engage and, and build anticipation for excitement? I mean, and I think Greg Schiano is a guy who probably is meant for a crisis like yeah, this. Yeah. You know, I like if, if this Greg start doing like fireside chats basically on Twitter where he starts, to, uh, hey, you know, today we're going to talk about what I want to do with the stadium. And he throws it, you know, stuff like That's that. That's a great idea. You know, obviously I think the fundraising. <laughs> 
You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a guy like Shiano is going to take this moment to find a way to still be around in an unconventional way. Yeah. But my big thing is, assuming I don't think it's going to like, let's let's say we're back operational pretty much by July, mid July, June. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would think that you're not going to have maybe necessarily have spring football practice, but are you going to make it so the coaches can be part of, you know, summer workouts? Right. Right. You know, and that's probably going to change the recruiting schedule. Um, you know, I think that, I think worst case scenario, maybe there's no non-conference games and you just, you just play it, you know, nine or 10 big 10 games and you're done. But I do think it's going to impact football in a way that they're going to have to get creative in terms of preparing for the season. Um, you know, like it's Big Ten media day is going to happen, you know. Right. Um, we might just be right out of the crisis, and now the whole world's going to converge on Chicago and be in a hotel. I don't know if that's going to happen, stuff like that. But I do think that you're going to see a change where we're not going to have spring practice, but they're going to have to find a way, a waiver to let the coaches work with the kids in the summer so these kids aren't showing up to training camp, you know, on August 1, having not played any football. Since and, and that would and that's going to benefit the teams that already have coaches in place and aren't changing systems and aren't you know bringing in an influx of players. You know, Rutgers has a lot of things going against it in that scenario. It's a good point, but you know, to the broader idea, we don't know what it's going. To, we don't know what the world's going to look like a week from now. <laughs> like you can't predict what it's going to look like a month from now. Uh, so it's just yeah, it's just I will be very interested to, to know from both a professional and personal standpoint, like what is the time when it's going to be all clear? You know, when, who's going to give that bat signal for for the world, for the sporting world to say, okay, you know, we can go back to playing games now. That's, that to me is going to be the big question, you know? Um, All right. So you both said false to all non-seniors returning to the team for basketball. Do you guys have a, I mean, you think it's going to be a bench player or is there any concern that, you know, a, a guy who's in a, in the rotation is going to transfer out. Yeah, I, I would say that the guys who who really weren't playing. I mean, Peter Kiss uh, didn't play, and uh, you know, uh, Decor, you know, uh, back in yeah. center. Who, uh, you know, and again, I hate speculating about uh, kids transferring, but you know, it, it happens. Transfers happen, and and generally, when speaking, when when stuff like that does happen, it's it's guys who weren't playing or were at the end of the bench. Right, Crash. It does seem like the guy. And this is not going to be a situation like when they lost, uh, you know, Gene uh, last last sum- winter. These guys really do seem like they are dedicated to this program. The, the guys like Geo, the guys like Harper, as far as as far as you can tell. Yeah, no, I don't think it's that. And plus, I mean, this this might become a destination. That's true. You know, this uh, might now become a place where some guy says, "Hey, you know, I'm the guy who can put this over the top." That is a great point. You know, I think the biggest thing I've said is that. You know, I really think they've got to find a you know cold-blooded three-point assassin on the on the train. I know it's easier said than done to talk about it on a podcast, but you know the, the three-pointer is the great equalizer in college basketball. And I think if Rutgers had a guy who they you know you're not going to get JJ Redick, but if you had a guy who's going to take those shots, you know, and make them and be consistent, I think that could really kind of transform. This absolutely, team. absolutely. Uh, and so you guys disagreed on whether or not they're going to get the big man from uh, from Roselle Catholic. Uh, this, Sarge, what gives you the feeling that they are? It, it's just a gut thing. 
Yes, uh, momentum. Um, yeah. You know, all along we've heard uh, that, that Arizona State and and uh, Bobby Hurley was was the leader in the clubhouse, but it just seems you know talking to some uh, recruiting uh, insiders, you know, in the last couple of days over in Indianapolis, it just seemed like the momentum was was was, was gaining for, for for Rutgers, and you know, I guess he has a, a uh, you know a date you know toward the end of March that, that that he wants to announce it, and you know, again, no inside information, it just seems talking. To, to, to some insiders who, who kind of sense that, you know, that Steve Peichel has gained a lot of momentum in it. I, I, I'm going to say true. That would be a huge, huge deal for the program. Uh, anything else that we did not cover there, Crash, you want to jump, you want to chime in on? Oh, I just, my thing with the, with the, with the extra year right. for the eligibility is I think that basketball is the most difficult sport that the NCAA is going to have to grapple with because obviously with spring sports, it's blanket. Everybody gets one back. Um, for wrestling, the way I look at it is, you know, you already had your national tournament qualified. You only had 330 wrestlers in the country, Division One left. So those are the guys that should be getting a waiver. I mean, if you were eliminated in your conference tournament and you weren't and you were done already, I don't see why you'd give those guys a waiver. I think basketball is where it gets difficult because you know, does like Nebraska, like their season was over. They they lost and they weren't going to the NIT. They weren't going to go to the CBI. Um, do those, does that team, everyone there deserve a year? No. You know, that's the question, you know, do you give a waiver to every team that was still in a conference tournament? You know, like every player, you know, know, like Northern Iowa, they lost in the first round of their conference tournament. They were on a bubble. Um, do you give those guys a waiver because they would have gone to the NIT? You know, I just think that's where it's going to get very complicated. And Sarge is probably right. At the end of the day, it probably just needs to be a blanket yes. But then I think you're going to create, you know, the, the NCAA is so worried about the transfer portal and, the, and the, the perception of free agency. You want to talk about free agency. I had a coach mention this to me. Ivy League kids, if you're a senior in Ivy League school at Yale that was going to the tournament and you get a year back, you can't go back to Yale as currently because the Ivy League rules don't allow graduate students to compete in varsity mm. sports. Huh. Three of the top five lacrosse programs in the country when the season ended were Ivy League schools. Imagine all those guys being in the portal. I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure the Rutgers coaches would love to imagine that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, exactly. You know? So I just think you, you might have that issue too, that if everybody gets a year, then you might have a massive overload in the portal and it might become a complete free-for-all. Here's what I, I'll argue again. And there's an unprecedented, uncharted waters. Um, you make a lot of great points, but – this is, you know, all these, uh, you know, basketball, women's basketball players have spent the entire year building up to this moment. And then they didn't, they, for them not to get it back. I mean, again, from the spirit of it, I get it. I, I, I totally understand that there's going to be, and, you know, uh, you, you know, you're, you're cut off at the 13 scholarship limit. You know, some coaches will, will I mean, you're going to need to do something about that. You're going to have to, you know, ha- increase your, your scholarship limit, you know, I guess probably across the board. So that's probably another big hurdle that you're going to need to clear. I get it. I completely get it. But to me, it's uncharted waters, unprecedented. And from the spirit of it, you know, these, these uh, student athletes were, were, were robbed of, of, of kind of what they, you know, built the entire year for. Right. Which is crazy. All right. So we've got some questions from you guys in the Rutgers Insider, nj.com backslash text. Really appreciate you guys sticking with us here. Uh, our subscription base hey, holding in there 
holding him there uh, strong throughout all this. It's been it's been great uh, communicating with you there. All right, this is from David Melman, a a frequent. Uh, commenter, a good guy. Uh, he wants to know, and again, everyone, all these questions are prefaced with, I get it, there are more important things. So let's just assume we all know there are more important things. Uh, he wants to know, does, does the, pandem the pandemic mitigation efforts mean that Shiana's recruiting efforts are, are going to take, take a step back, say, a year, and where you have to give him an extra grace period because of this? Penn State, for example, doesn't need to build its brand with high school kids and coaches, but Rutgers does. That's tough when you can't get near them. Thoughts, Cratch? I mean, it's a great, it's, it's, we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, this goes more to just the fact that, all right, he can't be, I mean, these guys hit the ground running. They were everywhere. They were, you know, I mean, do, do, now they're, you know, they're taking off the road, essentially. No, he's right. And I think, you know, like the, like, I think one of the big things that, you know, I think Todrick had mentioned this was, you know, spring practice is, is great, you know, to obviously get the football team ready, but, you get to bring all the recruits to spring practice and right. see everybody and see everything up close personal. You don't have that now. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's definitely, I don't want to say it's, you know, it becomes like a, it's an excuse, long running excuse, but I think, yeah, I think it's definitely something that has to be taken into account, but I think it's all the one, the one kind of positive thing is that everybody in the country is facing this the same way because the conferences have kind of passed a blanket thing. I mean, if it was a situation where, you know, if there were, you know, Minnesota was had one one case and they basically were trucking along as usual and Rutgers had these conferences, obviously there's a lot more, you know, cases here in New Jersey, that would be a real concern. But I think the one thing is that everyone's kind of behind the eight ball together. And I think that kind of helps and mitigates the yeah, mitigation. PJ Flex had you know, years and years to have relationships with the, with the sophomores and juniors that are coming up. That's yeah. the one difference. And, and yeah, oh, yeah, out of the Definitely. game. Um, yeah. So it, I, I think it, I, you can call him back, which, that's true. Yeah. you know, I think it's something that is a, a guy like him probably can find ways to take right. advantage of. Uh, all right. Uh, here's another one about basketball. Uh, Sarge, do you think Rutgers will be ranked in basketball preseason polls next year based on this, based on this season? What do you think? Yeah, um, the, with the amount of players that they have coming back, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's just those you know preseason polls, especially they 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 are so based on the blue bloods and and, and the yeah. traditions and you know well who, you know who who finished the year in the top twenty five. But you know, based on everyone coming back, based on twenty wins, based on a winning uh, Big Ten record, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, you're, they just look at exactly. They look at where teams finish. I think it's more likely that they're in that others receiving votes area, which would be good because that means that they would come out strong to the season. Savvy voter. Right. Yeah, yeah, it would take a savvy voter, you know, for, 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 to to do it. But those preseason magazines would probably go a long way as well. Right. All right, Cratch. Uh, <clears throat> how about you feel this one? What can you tell us about the new football transfer, Marquise Morris? I saw that Todrick had some information on this morning. Uh, you know, just another big body. Got any, any sense about this? Yeah, so he's a, it uh, sounds like he's going to be a preferred walk-on um, guy who can try to play his way into a scholarship. Played at Bergen Catholic, so obviously, you know, ties with Nunzio, Johnny Langan, um, Augie Hoffman, obviously. Um, I guess he saw that to mention Todrick, so I'm sure he knows him, obviously, from the, the big yeah. north, you know, days. Uh, he's got four years of eligibility. He was at William & Mary last year, and he, and he red-shirted. Um, he's going to have to get a waiver to be eligible immediately. 
Um, but so obviously it's kind of hard to predict the status of that or whether he'll get it or not. I tend to think that in these kind of crazy times, the NCAA will probably be a little bit more liberal and lenient with the waivers than they were expecting to be coming out of last off season. So yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a guy who was in there to compete. I don't think he's a plug and play, you know, starting tackle tomorrow. I think he's a guy who is good, you know, depth pickup and a good, you know, kind of, you know, get the Jersey ties, you know, get the more burden Catholic ties, big North ties in there. And you see what he can make out of him. But it, as Todrick has written, he's, he seems to have the physical frame and, and stature to be, to be a Big Ten player. Eventually. Here's another one about, the, about football. Uh, I think the defensive line will be the most improved unit with the Ohio State kid in the secondary. Maybe the defense as a whole will surprise. Uh, Sarge, what do you think? I mean, is this, you know, I, I don't also factor in a very good defensive coach just taking over the program. Uh, are we going to see a much improved defense when this team gets on the field? Yeah, I, I, the defensive line was, uh, was was a weakness for sure. I'll give you another reason why they're they're, they're going to be a lot better. I think Jim Panagos is going to make a, a big difference. Yes. And, and you know, he he's back. Uh, another guy, Scott Falone. Scott Falone. I know he's not dealing with uh, the defensive line per se. I think he might be dealing with the other side of the ball. But um, you know, he he's going to have an impact. His being his presence. He was one of the uh, best defensive linemen in you know in, in recent history. Uh, so. Absolutely. I, you know, I think, you know, it, it was, you know, really one of the weaknesses of, of the team. They do have a lot of talent com, uh, coming back. And then, you know, the guys that, that, that uh, Shiano has picked up in the transfer portal should, uh, should certainly help. All right, correct. A bunch of wrestling questions. Uh, how would you sum up okay. how this season went for Rutgers? Expected? Disappointed? Optimistic going forward? That's the first one. Go ahead and feel that one. I'll get the next one to you. I would say I would say about yeah. expected. Um, on the whole, I think that they had a winning dual meet record, which was something that I think was kind of in doubt. Um, and they had several dual meets that kind of slipped away from them. You know, if they win one out here or there, they, they would look much better. Um, you know, they barely, I mean, Princeton barely, you know, beat them for the first time in 30 years, but barely beat them, and that required a rebuilding. You know, and had to bring a three-time All-American out of red shirt to do it. Um, Big Ten tournament was a little bit disappointing. I only have two AQs out of there, but they, they still had five national qualifiers in total, which I think I haven't told you before the start of the season that that's what they would have. You would say that's a pretty good season for such a young team, rebuilding team. I think very optimistic about the future. You know, I mean, we don't know what the, the eligibility situation is going to be, but they're recruiting well. They've got some, you know, a guy like Jojo Aragona, you think is going to make a big leap. Sammy Alvarez was already kind of a, you know, national, all American caliber guy. You know, you had, you got some something to build with potential. Alex Esposito is kind of a surprise and heavyweight at the end after Christian Clucci's out. They've got a lot of talented recruits in the program. They're redshirting guys who are coming in. Uh, the future's pretty bright for this team. I mean, this is next year is going to be a big year where they can kind of potentially make a move. And and the other thing too is the transfer market. We'll see how that plays out. But I, I think this could be a really this was a transition year, but they got through it. They. And now next year, I think they could really do it. Uh, along those lines, will Pagano get an extra year? And is there any buzz about Soriano potentially returning? He wants to know if uh, the Olympic trials would impact that decision or if he is just a goner. Yeah, so Pagano, I think it's it's going to really come down to – he'd be a seventh-year no, senior. Um, I think it's what, – what's the NCAA – yeah, what's the NCAA's decision on eligibility? You know, Jordan Pagano is a guy who – 
was going to have a chance to potentially be an All-American at Nationals. Obviously, the coronavirus took that away. So I, I think he's a guy who, you know, and at that point, I think one of the things that we everyone has to factor in, I'm not speaking for Jordan specifically, is even if these guys get given another year, at that point in your life, some people might just be ready to move on, you know, and do something different. So, um, but if he gets the year of eligibility, I would think, you know, he's a guy who could definitely be back. Soriano, I mean, I will say this. He uh, was recently in the Rutgers room, I was told. Um, he's been around a little bit more frequently, not not dramatically. Um, I don't think anyone really knows what Nick's going to do. I think his all his energy is focused on making the Olympic team. Obviously, the Olympic trials have been postponed. We don't know when they're going to happen. Um, but he'll definitely be a contender at 57 kilos. And after that, I mean, I would I would say this. If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said, I don't think Nick Soriano is going to come back to Rutgers. I think he's done with college wrestling. I think it's kind of cha- turning a little bit. So I think there's a little bit more kind of optimism, if that's the right word, that he might be coming back. But I, f- far from anything reportable or, or right, really right. anything All solid. Right. I'll hit you with a two-parter too, Sarge. A uh, couple of people want to know, uh, you know, now that the softball season's over, do we have any update on what happened with the softball scandal? Is that still in the works? Yeah, uh, there's there's still there's a, a, a um, you know independent law firm that 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 is in, in investigating it. And by uh, from from our pre- preliminary reporting, um, every player, uh, every member of the program uh, from from uh, the, the the last uh, year uh, was interviewed by by, by the uh, by the law firm. Um, I, my understanding is, uh, they, they still need to uh, talk to, uh, to, to more officials and, um, you know, we're now talking late March. My understanding was it wasn't going to be done until the middle to late spring. So that would be, you know, probably late April, early May, uh, range. Um, not so, not, not so sure. I have not ta- checked in with anyone since the, uh, the, uh, coronavirus pandemic uh, hit. So this was, you know, based on, you know, reporting from, from about two weeks ago, right. um, you know, uh, you know, there will at some point be 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 a report. Again, um, my understanding is they've talked to you know every member of the program, including uh, the uh, ten or so players who who uh, Matt Stamire and I talked to for for the report. Um, so I guess uh, we'll 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 see what the report uh, ultimately uh, says. And this is kind of along those lines. But a reader, one a texture wants to know what, how uh, Pat Hobbs is doing. Have things changed in your mind about you know the narrative behind him? Obviously, it, he was not a popular guy when the channel thing fell apart. Have the donors forgiven him? Is is did the basketball situation help that? You know, what's your sense as far as the you know the, the leadership in the program? I think he's done a really good job recently. I mean, you know, I, I thought the statement the other day, I thought that was, uh, you know, w- 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 was positive. He gave me a great anecdote, and, and I, I just couldn't really find a way to, to, to report it because everything was crazy over in Indianapolis. So it kind of, you know, speaks to, to uh, you know, some, you know, the bigger picture in a lot of ways. But um, on, on Thursday morning, if you remember, this was at a time when you, you still felt that they were going to play that game. Um, yet fans were not going to be allowed in the building. Uh, the cheerleaders and the band um, yeah. were, you know, they all they were on the trip. That's not unusual. Like every school, you know, normally they don't travel for for uh, Big Ten road games. They do for the tournament. They greeted the team outside the hotel. Um, you know, they, they you know, kind kind of like a uh, 
you know, you know, a, a, a you know, just a really good moment that Pat Hobbs said that really uh, brought him, you know, kind of stunned him. And then really, you know, meanwhile, they weren't allowed in the building. So um, you talk about, and, and these were seniors, as, as Pat Hobbs said, these were seniors who were putting on their, their, their cheerleading outfits or, you know, they were, they were, you know, for the last time. So, and they weren't going to be allowed to enjoy, you know, the, the spirit of the games either. So I think he's done a really good job uh, recently. Um, so, you know, going forward, uh, you know, I, I would expect that, you know, his biggest mission now is going to be fundraising. Right. And we don't know what the world's going to look like. I mean, we I, talk yeah. about, about a lot of big picture things. Yeah. I couldn't imagine him making a phone call at this point, asking for, for money. You know, the school just announced, a, you know, a big, a big plan details on, on, on what they're going to do. They, they're, they're hiring basically a, you know, a firm that to, to draw plans for, for improvements over inside the stadium and, and, and a football only facility. And, I, you know, by all accounts, it's going to cost $150 million what they want to do. I can't imagine they're going to be able to raise any money, you know, you know, for, for, for the time being. So, you know, it's going to be a tough uh, time for, for, you know, any fundraiser. You know, I will also add this, Sarge, about uh, – I, I, you saw it a bit over this week with, with, with Pat Hobbs. He, you know, it, you forget anything about, you know, leadership decisions. He really does care for the athletes. I, I don't think that that's yeah. out of stretch. He, he, he likes being around them. He, he, he's a, he is a cheerleader for them in every way. Uh, and, you know, I think he also was one of the people on the ground who knew that the priority had to be keeping them safe. You know, I had a couple of conversations with him about that. And – you know, I mean, so I, you know, that, I think that goes a long way when, when you see that in action. Um, all right. And finally, this is a good one for, for us, guys. Someone wants to know any Netflix recommendations. <laughs> I tell you, what have you been watching, Cratch? I mean, you, I, you're the kind of guy I expect that the TV is on ESPN most of the time. You know, what, you, you, you got something else you've been, you've been watching these days? Yeah, I mean, actually – I don't. It, it's weird. I don't have the TV yeah. on most okay. days. Um, sports talk radio. Oh, what are they talking about? I can yeah. really imagine. Jeez. Big <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, so, uh, but I was gonna say this. I have one. Oh. I have one. Spencer Confidential on Netflix. Hmm. Mark Wahlberg, okay. Liza Schlesinger, who was I think Liza Schlesinger. Big prediction. She is going to have the comedian to movie career that everyone thought Amy huh. Schumer was going to have. Um, it's a just a quick, you know, kind of fun, you know, action, you know, everything you want, kind of quick and easy, breezy, you know, two hours, kind of escape a little bit. Sarge, curb your enthusiasm. It's oh. not Netflix, but uh, you know, right. this season has been incredible. Has been, uh, uh, you, do you watch it? No, I have not gotten into it. Yeah, I, I, I've got a. It's, it's a big app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of surprised me, but um, yeah, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm has been phenomenal this season. Um, highly recommend it. Right. I got one for you too. This is this. So this is a completely, it's a much more serious dark show, but if you haven't watched the Hands Ma Handmaid's Tale on Hulu yet, I mean, this is a, it's just a, fa it's just a fantastic uh, show about like the, the entire structure of society crumbling. Which is timely, you know. So that's great. <laughs> I will say this: we talk about sports and like the absence of sports, but I mean, just the late night shows. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, it, it's just absolutely an incredible amount of entertainment that has gone by the wayside. That I don't know how we're going to be able to fill the void. You know, I mean, I guess getting back to spending time with our families and 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 reading a good book and and you know maybe pulling our hair out. That and and alcohol, I think, would be. <laughs> 
the two ways <laughs> that we're going to get through this. I, I, I was going to say, how did that change from like, your normal day to day? Oh, man. Set you up again. Set you up at the beginning. Sorry that I set you up at the end. That, that's a sign of a good <laughs> podcast. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we sign off? No, I'm good. Cratch. Just stay safe. No, I'm good. Yeah. Just stay yeah. safe, everyone. Stay safe. Keep your distance six feet. Don't go outside. And uh, we'll try to have another podcast uh, soon. But, of course, we have to figure out something to talk about. So until then, thanks for listening. Be well. Be well.